Hi there. The recent farmers agitation have put the APMC or Agricultural Produce Marketing Committee at the center of the political storm. The APMC was started way back in the 19th century by the British and the reason why it was started was mainly to control commodity prices. The British wanted stable and low prices for wheat because they imported it for making bread in England and cotton because they imported it from India to make textiles in their textile looms and mills. Traditionally, all commodity prices are governed by supply and demand and if the supply is 99% of demand, then prices shoot up. If the supply is just 101% of demand, the prices collapse. Neither of these is very good for the businessman who wants a stability of the commodity price. Although England had imports of wheat from Ukraine and Argentina, for cotton the predominant exporter was India and therefore they wanted a stranglehold over the supply of this commodity. So the APMC was created in Maharashtra and was also extended to Punjab which was a wheat manufacturing area. The technicalities of the APMC are that the farmer is only able to sell his produce to the APMC of his location. He cannot sell it in a mandi elsewhere. He cannot transport it out of his district. He cannot take it to wherever the market is high. He is forced to sell in the APMC mandi only. So that was a terrible situation for the Indian farmer and he had to suffer the consequences. Other farmers like indigo farmers as well as jute farmers also face these kind of problems. After 70 years of this extremely discriminatory practice, we gained independence in 1947 and uh, at that point we wanted a change. So the change which we aimed was to provide a reasonably decent sum to the farmers. But because our tax base was so low, the APMC prices were set at a reasonable price but it was never made par with international prices. The original APMC was meant to stabilize the prices of Indian agricultural produce vis-a-vis -vis the international price. That international component was completely removed from the equation because neither food was imported nor exported at market price by the traders. Any import was done by the government and any export was strictly controlled. This created a great stagnation in Indian agriculture. There was no incentive for the farmer to grow more because by growing more he is not going to make sufficient profit. To grow more you have to invest in your farms. If the APMC sets a limit on how much you can sell your produce for, why would you invest in more intensive farming because that requires input and if you have a good output after putting in the input, you are unable to sell it to recoup the amounts invested. The other great problem with the APMC during British time was corruption. The APMC was always run by their Indian chumchas and they used to be extremely corrupt during British times and after independence the politicians gained 
control over the APMC and therefore their own people would procure at lower prices and then sell at higher prices in the APMC so that there was a level of corruption and the middleman gained the most. So we have an APMC which was set up by the British for an entirely different purpose to deny the Indian farmer and to stabilize commodity price being then taken over and modified by an Indian political system to kind of gain control over the agricultural uh, community so that their vote banks could be maintained and as you can understand this worked only in those locations where agriculture produced a surplus. APMC becomes pretty much meaningless in UP and Bihar which are not agricultural surplus producing farmers, they are subsistence farmers. So APMC is most active in post-independence Punjab and Maharashtra. Punjab is the place where we are having farmer agitation so let's understand why that is happening. In Punjab it was originally a desert land which had been made green by first canals by the British and Indians followed by tubewell for uh, irrigation. With the help of this water the Punjab farmer grew basmati rice. Basmati rice is expensive rice. It is mainly exported or sold to rich Indians. No poor Indian eats basmati rice. The entire Kharif crop in Punjab is made using tube well for irrigation with free electricity provided by the state. The produce is sold abroad at huge profits but because it is agricultural income therefore there is no tax on this. So the Punjab farmer is creating enormous profits for himself by misusing the groundwater, by misusing the incentives provided in the form of free electricity and at the same time he is not even taking care to look after the stubble which is left after the farming is over. He burns that rather than even uh, plow it into the ground or make manure out of it or sell it or do anything. He just creates the pollution. The Punjab farmer is all rich and all the labor which is used in Punjab as well as Haryana and neighboring western UP is imported labor from eastern UP and Bihar. Now after the Kharif crop is over which is the main profit generating part the second crop or the Rabi crop is wheat. This wheat is largely more than what India requires to eat. The original British bread eaters have now gone but Punjab continues to grow large amounts of wheat using the same agricultural water from canals, same misuse of groundwater and a lot of fertilizers and pesticides and this is the food which is sold to the APMC Mandi. So they take it to the Mandi and sell it at the MSP or minimum support price. The market value of this wheat is much below what is the MSP. The reason being that it is vastly over surplus. With all commodities if your produce is in surplus the prices are supposed to collapse. But it does not. All of this food is lifted by the FCI and having been lifted at MSP they let it rot in godowns and rats only eat them. 
large sections of India cannot eat the wheat because they neither have chakki nor do they like to eat chapatis. So the entire agricultural system of Punjab is meant to only take advantage of a situation. A situation left by the British, a situation perpetuated by the politicians and it does not provide much of food security because the rice which is required by large numbers of our population is not available from Punjab. That's why the Punjab farmer is out on the streets. He is agitating against the dismantling of the existing APMC because he knows that the APMC is what he uses to gain undue advantage. Similar is the case with neighboring areas of Haryana and Western UP. I have just used Punjab as the main example. Some of the aspects of farming in Punjab are important to note. Because of this peculiarity in the way the agricultural goes on in this region, it is like an always on kind of agriculture. That means that this much production is more or less assured through the Kharif and Rabi crops in the Punjab, Haryana, Western UP. So this food is always grown regardless of the monsoon and regardless of what happens elsewhere because the guarantee is there from the center and by the state. Therefore, the prices of food sold in India are not relevant as far as Punjab farming is concerned. It is farming elsewhere in India which influences food price because the farming in Punjab is always on kind of farming. And regardless of whether it is oversupply or undersupply, this food gets produced. The other important aspect of farming in Punjab, Haryana and Western UP is that it is not dependent on borrowing from banks. Cooperative banks used to exist pre-independence, but farming now no longer requires capital to be borrowed and invested, unlike certain other areas which I'll just shortly come to. So interest rates hike do not affect the APMC or the agricultural prices of Punjab. That was not the case pre-independence however and the banks like Punjab, Sindh Bank etc. before independence they used to primarily indulge in agricultural commodity related lending. The second main area which is related to APMC is Maharashtra because this is like the marginal producer. That means that the area of Maharashtra is not irrigated from canals and does not have sufficient groundwater. Therefore, area suitable for cotton grow cotton, area suitable for the sugarcane grow sugarcane. But the majority of the Maharashtra's land is dependent on rain fed or monsoon irrigation. Unlike Punjab, which is not capital dependent, farming in Maharashtra is capital dependent. That means they have to borrow money from money lenders, which is mostly cooperative banks, to be able to grow the produce. The second feature of Maharashtra's farming is that after the rains are seen to be good, they can grow a variety of crops depending on whatever is in demand. If it is onions in demand, they can grow onions. If it is pulses, they can grow that. So depending on needs they sow by borrowing money from the banks and when they reap a good harvest they sell it pay off the money lender and the remainder is their profit. 
the apmc before independence used to control the prices of cotton and other produce but after independence the apmc has largely become a tool of the political class to control the lending as well as the making of money from agriculture in maharashtra politicians control the cooperative banks so they control how much money gets lent there are large warehouses which are present in maharashtra so it is possible for traders to hoard and the kind of crops which are grown in the rain fed areas of vidarbha and maharashtra are the kind of crops which can get into short supply situation where the traders can reap a large profit so by investing small amounts of money borrowed from the bank you can reap an enormous dividend by hoarding and making money it is almost close to black marketing before independence this was the main way in which the money lenders as well as the businessmen of india made money because india was a agricultural commodity making market typically whenever a shortage in a particular commodity was noticed the traders would corner that they would borrow money from banks they would buy large quantities and warehouse it and then when the price is shot up they would sell it enormous profits the british who were the buyers of these commodity were not very happy with that and therefore what they would do is they would raise the interest rates to make bank capital more expensive for these kind of traders and black marketeers and therefore the presidency banks whether of calcutta madras or bombay followed by the imperial bank would control the rates to control the commodity prices because in west pakistan also these kind of traders used to abound after independence however the rate sensitivity of these commodities have come down because the main source is the farmer's ability to grow and the farmer requires capital to be able to grow the crops so if you raise the rates transmission is very poor because hoarding no longer takes place definitely some amount of hoarding does take place i'm not saying it doesn't exist but by and large india's market is moved on in the 50s 60s and 70s the similar british era hoarding used to go on but nowadays in 2020 that's almost non existent the ability of the farmer in maharashtra to grow and make a profit therefore is dependent on the politician controlled cooperative banks who can lend to him and if that lending is not available then he has to borrow at usurious rates from other kinds of uh, money lenders who generally trap them and that's why you get farmer suicides the apmc therefore has become controlled by the politicians for making their own profits so instead of the black marketeer doing the work now the apmc is doing the work of procuring warehousing and controlling the prices and the people the middlemen which we are talking about are the people from the political side involved in running the apmc who are able to create large amounts of profits whenever there is shortage of any agricultural commodity which has been purchased by the apmc the apmc unfortunately prevents all farmers from selling outside their area so if there is an apmc mandi for a particular region they have to sell there with both bank credit and purchase being controlled by the political middlemen the farmers are trapped there's nothing they can do 
MSP does not come into play in the Maharashtra place because here the agricultural commodities are largely cash crops and these cash crops have traditionally not had a minimum support price although they should because things like onion although a vegetable are a staple diet for most Indians. Now let's look at the rest of India. The rest of India neither exports nor sells at profit nor is it a rain-fed kind of a marginal farmer. They are into subsistence farming. It's a third type. Eastern UP, Bihar, Bengal, Orissa and the southern states, they all do subsistence farming where the situation is very different. The farmer grows grain and he barely has a surplus. Most of the grain which he grows on his two acres or whatever of land which he owns is used for self-consumption. A small surplus only is sold in the market but it is used to buy other things. You cannot live on cereal alone so if you have to buy anything else some vegetables or fruit or whatever that comes from the money which is sold from these. For him a minimum support price is irrelevant because he cannot sell. He is not selling to make a profit. He is selling to survive. The APMC was dismantled in Bihar and it made absolutely no difference to the farmer because this is the pattern of farming which is there in Bihar. So the APMC benefits large farmers, the APMC benefits middlemen. The large farmers are mostly in Punjab, Haryana, Western UP but similar kinds of farmers are there with larger land holdings in every state of India. Whoever has like 15-20 hectares of land will benefit from the APMC system as I have illustrated just like the farmers of Punjab. Similarly those who are growing marginal cash crops as the Maharashtra farmer does whether it is cotton or sugarcane. Sugarcane is grown in UP also. The sale of that commodity is also completely controlled. The mills that you can sell it to are controlled. The export of sugar is controlled. So again, it is a way to benefit the rich political middlemen by denying the farmer. The rest of India which is doing subsistence farming, the APMC is irrelevant because you don't produce a surplus which can be affected by market price. That is why the APMC is being dismantled because Punjab is held by Congress. Maharashtra is being run by a Congress Shiv Sena combine and in both of these because it is an enemy who is ruling the state the central government is trying to dismantle the uh, system. The central government knows that the majority of people who voted for them are subsistence farmers. Subsistence farmers are not affected by APMC dismantling. They might in fact benefit from it because some amount of corruption is always there in the APMC. So even in UP or Bihar if the price being given in APMC is 10 rupees, some 2-3 rupees, the people who are the middlemen they will definitely take. So people are happy if a little bit they gain but they are not going to gain a huge amount by this. But mainly the farmers who are rich in Punjab and the uh, middlemen who are the politicians of Maharashtra they are going to suffer for this and that's why they have dismantled the APMC. APMC should have been dismantled long ago. 
it really had no reason to exist except failed socialist policies. However, 2020 is the worst possible time to be dismantling it. If Modi had done this in 2014, I would have cheered him. The reason is that currently manufacturing is at a downturn. We have failed to create jobs. Our economy in manufacturing and services and government sector is very much down and that leaves only the agricultural sector. So the sensible thing would be don't touch agriculture now. If APMC had been dismantled long ago, the advantage of certain people to continue living in the villages, doing this kind of subsistence farming, doing this kind of poor quality, low grade agriculture would not be there. They would have moved on, jobs would have automatically come in manufacturing and people would have reached a much better situation. It is the APMC which kept our farmers glued to their farms and which forced the poverty which they face even now. It also kept them illiterate. The politicians of course benefited because he created this village vote bank of illiterate poor people who were dependent on them because of the APMC as well as the cooperative farming and free electricity and free agricultural irrigation. For the politician, the APMC was a dream come true. For everyone else, it was hell on earth. But they were too poor and too illiterate to realize what they were missing. But in 2020, the consequences are going to be bad. There are three or four reasons for it. First and foremost, without the APMC, the market price will adjust itself to demand and supply. So the swings of prices which were steadied by the APMC will now become much wilder. Yes, the farmer will benefit, but the consumer will not. Because if you remember, the British were the consumers of this commodity and they wanted it controlled. Right now, we city dwellers are the consumers of these commodities. We will be the sufferers if we don't have an APMC there will be inflation, especially food, onion, vegetable, fruit, inflation. But the inflation will reach in very interesting ways. First and foremost, because of ILFS, our entire banking system is in an NPA disarray. We are now going to add to it the cooperative banks which largely lend to the agricultural sector. Currently, because the person who is controlling the commodity is a one middleman who is sitting in one APMC who is linked to the politician who also controls the cooperative bank, there is a small loop which is controlling the flow of credit in the system. If you remove the APMC and you remove the uh, cooperative banks from their present masters and hand it over to more RBI control, what it will do is cause a credit squeeze to the farming sector, especially in Maharashtra, which is credit dependent. With cost of money going high because of these reasons, the biggest input into the agriculture is money. Money is required to buy the labor, the seeds and the fertilizer, as well as to hire a tractor to till the farm. The cost of all these will rise because of the difficulty of getting credit. Large numbers of marginal farmers will be unable to do anything because 
those who with access to credit only will be able to do the work and most of these people will be denied the credit so the number of the pool of farmers who can get access to credit will go down in maharashtra therefore there will be food price inflation reduction of productivity and most of the marginal farmers who were somehow carrying on will now find it unable to carry on situation this has happened in tamil nadu large number of farmers have sold their land or grow trees on it to make paper go to the cities and work there because farming is not a paying occupation anymore let's look segment by segment what will happen in maharashtra the number of people able to do farming will go down most of the poor farmers of vidarbha will be priced out from the credit market and will be unable to grow food and there will be massive problems there so instead of the suicides going down the suicides will go up cooperative banks will find themselves in a situation where they are unable to lend to their consumers so the consumers of credit will go down and cooperative banks will be unable to make profit we can expect more cooperative banks to collapse without control of the mandis of apmc most of the middlemen who are the politicians will move on to something else and without a thriving market most of the farming activities will dwindle rather than go up this does not benefit the farmer in any way if we look at punjab they will continue to produce the basmati rice for export but the uh, rabi crop which is a wheat crop they will find it uneconomical to grow because probably the msp will be set low without the apmc guaranteeing the purchase fci will not purchase their oversupply based on oversupply versus uh, cost of storage people will find it uneconomical to make the kind of wheat that they are currently growing to be able to sell internationally the farmer in punjab will be forced to grow higher quality wheat the higher quality wheat will be too expensive for indians to purchase instead the punjab farmer will now require more capital because he will have to invest more for the seeds the fertilizer the pesticides and higher consumption of ground water to be able to grow better quality wheat which is fit for export currently most of the rice and wheat grown in india is of such poor quality thanks to apmc that it is unfit for even human consumption by many international standards but our poor people continue to eat it and that will be the problem which will be faced by the subsistence farmers that the rice and the wheat which they grow nobody really wants to eat it except poor people like them if they want to grow food fit for consumption they have to invest lot of money into their land but the land holdings are so small that they will be unable to do so with 2 3 acres you cannot invest uh, big sums so the condition of farmers everywhere else in india will not change or will change for the worse because as i told you they grow some amount of rice they sell a small portion to buy vegetables and other food articles now the price of other food articles will go up because of agricultural commodity price inflation the end result of this meddling by the central government is going to be a collapse of credit in the farming sector 
a problem for the rich farmer a problem for the poor farmer and a problem for the people who have to eat this because the prices of food will ultimately end up going up in no way has this government thought things through they are going to create a mess as they have always done ever since 2014 when they came to power they just don't understand the complexities involved the reason that tamil nadu suffered more in the slowdown is because a lot of people had moved from agriculture to manufacturing and when manufacturing went down people suffered because they had no support of agricultural back home that situation is now going to replicate all over india government should have touched apmc when it had a booming real estate sector which can absorb large number of labor like the agricultural labor because let's face it when we have a situation where more capital is being put into an area they are not going to use the poor quality and extremely slow human labor they are going to use mechanized labor and therefore the agricultural laborers will be thrown out of work capital intensive farming is efficient there is no place for inefficiency currently india employs maybe 500000 million i don't know how many huge numbers of people in this extremely poor quality low grade underemployed farming sector the danger by meddling with apmc is that all of them are getting thrown out of their existing jobs with no safety net whatsoever and an inflation problem facing them thank you for listening have a very good day